recording. Welcome to episode seven of Faint Praise. I'm Tony. I'm Eric. And this is a podcast where we take movies with similar themes and score them in a few different categories in order to decide which one did it better. And this week's theme was Frankenstein flops. So this week we did I Frankenstein from 2014 versus Victor Frankenstein from 2015. So two magnificent Frankenstein movies within a year of each other. You should have called it and maybe we will floppy Frankenstein's. Floppy Frankenstein's. Yeah. I'll I'll consider. For the title. I'll consider. That's my vote. Yeah. Floppy no, Frankenstein's. Yeah. I, I think. Or flaccid, both... flaccid Frankenstein. Flaccid Frankenstein <laughs> films. <laughs> I, I I feel like we're all about the alliteration. So. I like alliteration. I think as many words as I can get to start with F. That's I'll come, what I'll, I'll go come for. up with some more. Yes. I know a few good F words. Yes. <laughs> so as like always. Like facetious. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Fecundity. <laughs> Uh, so as always, we always try to watch the worst movie first, even though we didn't do these on the same day. So we watched Ender's Game again. <laughs> that is, uh, to date, still the worst one. Uh, you know how to make any movie look awesome? Yeah, <laughs> watch, yeah. watch that Ender's first. Game first, and then you watch I Frankenstein. Then, then get drunk and watch anything <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah, but uh, no, we, we went with I Frankenstein because on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a, a coveted one digit score at three yeah. percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So Oh really? It was that low? It was three percent. Not to give away my ratings, but we've watched movies that were worse than this that were not three percent. Yeah. Well, again, the rating system is just binary go or no go, and no critic is gonna tell you to watch so I it's Frankenstein. It's basically a smash or pass rating system. Yeah. It's <laughs> no one's gonna tell you to watch I Frankenstein, but Except Aaron Eckert and maybe a few well, he probably <laughs> even got his money. Just the director. Yeah, he's like, Did the check clear? Don't fucking watch yeah, exactly. I Frankenstein. Wait, I, should I watch this? Wait, is that yeah. paid yet? Whispers to his lawyer. Uh sure. A week yeah. later. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no, please do not. Uh, or what? What movie? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So that wasn't me. That Vic- weren't me. Victor Frankenstein, by comparison, got a whopping 24. Wow. Yeah, but so we went with the three percent. I Frankenstein, and yeah, we didn't watch him on the same day, but it just doesn't always work out, folks. So we did what we could. Uh, so a quick synopsis of I Frankenstein. It is based on a graphic novel. I tried to find a little bit about the graphic novel and really... I'd heard that, but I don't think it was one of those that anyone even knew about. I think nowadays with like Watchmen and Walking Dead, people are just like going out there to find some graphic novel yeah. with like an idea behind that they're like, oh, that's interesting yeah. that they can use without, it doesn't have to be a successful graphic and novel. And there's like not even a Wikipedia page on it. Which means so, it probably is someone that was like on Kickstarter, not even a real Marvel or DC or image graphic novel. And the guy who but wrote, who knows? I don't know And the about. guy who wrote the graphic novel is in the movie. Oh, is so, he? Who is he? Yeah. He's just one of the devil henchmen. The like, main one? Maybe. Not the main fighting one, but like the head of security or something. Not so, the huge black guy, not the one that he fought in the warehouse. Not the one he fought in the warehouse. But I think there was another one who was always kind of around. I think that was... Silent being in his movie. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I feel like this guy might have written the graphic novel. Just... I imagine it's just like, hey, well, uh, we want to make a movie out of your graphic novel. How much are you going to give it? You can be in the movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you $7 and you can be in the movie. You got it. This is the best deal of yeah, my life. This is sweet. <laughs> I think I agree with you on that one. Anyway, so based on a graphic novel that is, I'm guessing, somewhat obscure, it takes or place... Or should be, at yeah. least. <laughs> <laughs> it takes place in modern day, uh, so after the events of the Well, that's not technically... Well, the most of the movie does. It doesn't start in modern Yeah, it starts off day. with maybe a five-minute scene of Frankenstein, like, a setting up... Frankenstein time, yeah, 17-whatevers. Yeah, it has one of those voiceovers where it kind of gives the events of the actual original novel uh, and shows just... In the background, you see it happening. And then what's happened since. Right. And then there's maybe a five-minute sequence showing that right after Frankenstein the man dies right, from the Basically, cold, at the end of the novel, introducing their storyline real quick, yeah. then jumping forward 200 yes, years. Yes, but most of the bulk of the movie is in modern day. And there is an underground war between gargoyles, who are actually angels, right. and demons. Who I don't think the demons have any special names, right? They're they just, just called they're them just demons. demons. I mean, the demons themselves have names. Yeah. Like no, 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 no. I mean, or... it's not like... So these gargoyles are just angels. I don't really know why they call them gargoyles. Well, they would form into gargoyle form. Yeah. But they were sent by God. They are angels. Yeah. They're doing the mission of angels. Right. They can't be... What, Oh, but we'll the talk. demons are in human form. You're not going to call them 
demon people they or something. They just wanted to be special. Make yeah. Well, this makes Frankenstein, angels and demons, and gargoyles. Yeah. So anyway, you've got this underground war between gargoyles and demons. Seems like the gargoyles were angels that were specifically made to fight the demons on Earth. Maybe. Yeah, because they're talking about reinforcements and stuff like that. And not just do normal angel stuff like... Make sure your football team wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's baseball team, Eric. Oh Angels are in the outfield. Yeah. God damn it! I'm just talking about people like praying to, to their for their sports. Oh, team I thought you. Win. I thought you were referencing. No, but that is that yeah. is true too. Yeah, the but Christopher Lloyd and Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt masterpiece Angels in the Outfield that I watched. Wait, that was times. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Who was? I thought it was Machio. No, Machio was the pitching one. What was that one called? I don't know. Major, not major league. The one where he his like elbow breaks, but it somehow. Gives him the ability to throw super fast. I don't know that one. All right. I never cared about... If any of our listeners will tell us. I never cared about Ralph Macchio as a kid. I I cared about Joseph (laughs) Gordon-Levitt, though. (laughs) And that holds true to this day. Certainly to this day. So I I keep saying, starting back at the Gargoyles versus Demon fight, you've got the Queen of the Gargoyles, who is Miranda Otto from Lord of the Rings. She's Eowyn, one of the only... What, three female speaking roles and then you've got the head of the demons i think they call him a prince like prince niberius or something prince niberius, which is... actually made me think of the planet x nibiru that's supposed to come destroy everything it's this weird conspiracy theory that's all i could think about the whole movie <laughs> where it's like planet nibiru it's hiding behind the sun it's gonna i wish wipe i would have known that maybe i would have been more interested <laughs> uh, but that is played by bill nighy so get a little bit of class up this picture yeah, here. Yeah, church it up a bit. Except the problem was, whenever he was on screen, I just wanted to watch, like, Shaun of the Dead or... Hot Fuzz. Yeah, even though he's only a small role in Hot Fuzz. And Frankenstein roams the earth sort of running from the demons because the demons are hunting him down. At this point, I don't think we're supposed to know that it's because he doesn't have a soul. No, you don't and know they, in the beginning. They yeah. just they come, they try to... In the opening sequence before... The 200-year time jump, he just finds out that Nibiris is trying to get him for whatever reason. They don't know why. Yeah. I'm not going to go through the whole plot, but in the end, what it turns out is the demons want... I, I'm going to call him Frankenstein, too. I don't care that well, he's supposed to be Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. They even it's say not, in the movie, like, you're, you are your father's son, so you'll be Adam Frankenstein, I guess. They, they don't him. call him Frankenstein. They call him Adam. Right. And then at the end, he says, I shall take my father's name. I shall be Frankenstein. But Frankenstein. But I'm not one of those people who gets all pedantic about Frankenstein's monsters. So I'm calling him Frankenstein right. this whole time. Uh, he does not have a soul. The demons want him because they can only possess people who don't have souls. So to reinforce themselves, they're going to reanimate a bunch of dead bodies yes, and then possess them. That they've collected. Because over apparently the, the demons and the gargoyles, there's a finite number of them. And there seems to be more demons because they're slightly weaker, but they're slowly beating the gargoyles. But they want to make thousands and thousands of more demons, but they have to have bodies to possess. Because they're not actually killing them. When you quote unquote kill a demon, it just descends. It sends it back. Yeah, it descends back to hell. When you kill a gargoyle, it ascends back to heaven. And then they and just I said ascends really weird. It ascends. Ascends. Uh, and so, yeah, they're all just slowly dwindling, and the demons want this army of soulless bodies that they can possess, and they Don't want... Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a soulless what body. What more could a girl ask for? <laughs> Ruling the trade looks for a certain moral casual attitude. Yeah. Uh, so the gargoyles are, like, they're trying to sort of corral Frankenstein and keep him with them to study him not no not to study him oh the gargoyles you said yeah Yeah, no the gargoyles are trying to keep him away from the demons right so the demons are trying to get him to study him and the gargoyles are trying to get him because they're upset that he killed one guy and that's something really yeah basically what he killed frankenstein no they were upset that he killed this fucking cop oh he didn't even kill the cop yeah they were just mad that the cop died while he was standing there watching the demon killed the cop while he was standing there yeah so the gargoyles are obsessed with every single human life uh except there are only three people in the movie so they don't have a lot to pay attention to right anyway at the end the demon prince Planet manages Nibiru. manages to summon a demon to possess Frankenstein, but he magically has a soul then. Like, so he we can't possess you. You actually do have a soul. Yeah, we just missed it this whole time. Well, they never explained whether he was supposed to have it this whole Because if he had it the whole time, then the whole movie falls apart because all the other corpses wouldn't we'll have We'll talk been about possessible. it in the structure section. We'll talk about that more. Anyways, he magically has a soul now. Demon can't possess him. He's able to kill the demon uh, prince. By drawing on him. Yeah. And then, the, so the gargoyles win, yay, and he walks into the sunset to fight demons forever. And uh, bang the blonde scientist. Does she? She doesn't go with him, does she? Oh, she goes with him. Come on. 
Come on. She, she, <laughs> she's going to go with him. Off screen, she goes yeah. with him. I, on screen, I'm pretty sure she hangs back with the gargoyles, right? Right. Well, they both get, like, rescued, and just, they're just being held by the... But he does legitimately, like, walk off into... The... Sort of. Yeah. yeah. I'd say sunset, but there's no sun in this movie. It's just dark mushiness. Of so some he... nondescript European yeah, city. Yeah, so he walks into a dark European void to go fight demons, and they hope to God that somebody liked this movie enough to do a franchise, and everyone said, no thanks. Everyone said, what movie? Yeah. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Who, Frankenstein? Uh, so... The purpose of this podcast is not necessarily detailed summaries, as you've been Even able to Even though we're really good at it. Yeah, clearly. I had a lot of difficulty recalling this one. We <laughs> yeah. just watched like, it yesterday. And then, and then yeah. the thing, and the guy we, with the thing, and yeah, the we, end. We just watched it yesterday. I've got notes in front of me for it, and it's still kind of like left my brain. I don't have a problem recalling it. What do you want to know? I'll tell you. No, we'll talk about it more in all of the sections. But the real point of this podcast is the rating system. So we have three different categories that Eric and I will each award points in. Acting, visuals, and structure are the categories. And we can give anywhere from zero to five points in each. At the end, I'll total up, total up all the points that each movie gets from each of us. And whichever one gets the most points is considered the better movie. So starting off with acting, I'm mm-hmm. going to give my score first. Go for it. And uh, I feel like we're going to be all over the place with these scores. I don't think, I don't think we're going to match each other on this Probably one. Not. I gave it a two. I also gave it a two. Oh, well, maybe we'll match perfectly. But for me, a, lot, a big chunk of that was, you know, acting in and of itself wasn't really noteworthy, good yeah. or bad. But the fact that there was like no one in this movie, first yeah. of all, which I don't know if that's really a casting thing. Kind of is, I guess. The casting in and of itself was very, I want to say haphazard. And I don't really necessarily like the people in the roles that they were in. Yeah. And the acting wasn't great. I mean, you had people who were competent actors like Aaron Eckhart, Bill Nighy, that yeah. woman. Even the guy from, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Wait, I know this. Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. Why didn't you let me remember it? <laughs> we were not bad actors, but they're just, I don't know. It just seemed like they were out of place. Uh, A lot of them. Uh, well, first of all, Aaron Eckhart. I think he was miscast. I didn't I do think. Too. Yeah, that's. What I, I, mean. I don't think he was the right person for the role. I don't think he looked the part. I don't. He certainly didn't act the part. I. I'm assuming he's a good actor. I haven't. I haven't actually seen him in a lot of stuff. No, like not major. Olympus roles. has fallen. Battlefield Earth, obviously Dark Knight. Right. But you know, he's not someone that's really on my radar. He stands very much. out as being like that guy is a good actor. Yeah, maybe think. he is, and I just haven't seen him in the right movies. But in this one, he was too muted. He could physically like he wasn't just he wasn't like, big, big enough. or scary enough looking. Yeah, to... he was he was the wrong person for the role. They got him because he has a big square head right. and <laughs> they liked that and he's reasonably attractive and has a name that people kind of recognize and they were wanting to do a they sexy gotten, Frankenstein. Right. They should have gotten like Boss Rutten or somebody. To be yeah, I mean I even wrote down, you know, this could have been like in the eighties, this could have been a Dolph like Dolph yeah, Lundgren Dolph role. Or, um, Batista or somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have been good kinda, in this movie. I was even kind of thinking, could Jason Momoa have done this part? Not with the long hair. Uh, and the long hair is kind of Jason Momoa's thing. And they thing. would never make a brown Frankenstein back <laughs> in the 1700s. <laughs> Give me a break. It depends on what bodies you can find. Come <laughs> That's on. That's true. Uh, part brown. <laughs> so anyway, you know, acting, part of my acting score is were the parts cast well. Right. And, and I, I think that Aaron think so. Eckhart, on top of not really doing a great job, was not cast very well. Miranda Otto didn't even care about her. She did her part just fine. Bill Nye did his part just fine. Right. The scientist lady, I didn't even barely remember her. I don't even remember her name. I'm not even going to look it up. Name, yeah. uh, it's, it's not worth it. It was sort of, that character seemed kind of shoehorned in. I, yeah, I will say I disagree with you on Jai Courtney. I think he's a bad actor. You do think he's uh, bad? He was fine in Jack Reacher. That's, I mean, I don't think he's bad. I think he needs he, the right type of role. And I, he didn't, like, I didn't, he didn't stand out in this movie because his acting was bad, I don't think. He just doesn't seem. He just doesn't make. He's it, one of those people that doesn't, he seems out of place in most roles. He does. And he doesn't make any facial expressions. Right. So, and even the facial expressions he does make, they're not necessarily menacing. So he was really good in jack reacher because he was a good combination henchman kind of he was a good henchman who also was like smart and could run things on his own and handle things and level-headed and he wasn't just a big bad meanie uh, because he doesn't he doesn't make enough facial expressions to look like a big right big bad meanie uh, I don't know I don't like Jai Courtney when he shows up and stuff I kind of go Ugh. <laughs> and uh, 
I feel like we went Hollywood went through a phase where they really tried to make him a thing, and right. I'm grateful like, that that starting with Die Hard yeah, Five or whatever it was. I'm grateful that that phase is over. They did that with Sam Worthington too, so it was kind of like after they realized Sam Worthington wasn't going to actually be a thing, then they tried with this like. Jai Courtney guy. They're like, well, he's from Australia you just too. Have to find you know? some Australian with a round head to put, yeah. in, put in movies. Yeah. I'm like, I, which one of these? I don't care. Pick one. Yeah. Then they're like, ah, oh, shit. Nobody fell for it, man. They didn't right. go for it. So I'm happy he's not in movies anymore. And he kind of he he didn't he didn't torpedo the movie or anything, but he certainly wasn't good. So yeah. I didn't two, really like the other gargoyles either. They nope, weren't great. Nope. They were bad. And uh, again, they were like, there was there was only several characters in this movie, probably five or six, that are in yeah. a significant amount of the movie. Yeah. And beyond that, there wasn't even just people. It's like, this whole movie felt like it was in a deserted empty. city. Completely empty. Right. Uh, no people anywhere. You have... A lot of gargoyles, a lot Flying of demons. Flying around, no one's seeing any of this. Four main speaking characters, and then that that was it. Uh, right. The streets are always empty. Every once in a while, they'll throw a person there. There was there one if that club person needs, scene, yeah. and that was about the most people you'd ever seen in the movie was yeah. they walk into some nightclub for a few minutes. Yeah, but the acting that did stand out stood out for bad reasons, so that's why right. it's getting a two out of five. So, Same here. Right. I think it would be close to average whatever if it wasn't for a little bit of bad acting and terrible casting. Yeah. So visuals. Tell me tell me your visuals. I gave score. it a one and a half. I did a one. So okay, so so far we're still pretty close. Because it was special effects, none of them were quote unquote bad. I mean like in the sense that they didn't I didn't like the way they looked, but I'm I don't think Eric a crazy face. I don't over think here. that um these were sci fi movie level special effects. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of, maybe I'm thinking of a... I think you're getting... Because I wrote it down 1.5, but I meant was, other because it was like the birdemic flapping Yeah, no, point. there was one point where now the gargoyles, the gargoyles are um, hovering because they're waiting for something to happen. And they literally look like birdemic, like bird right. flapping wings. So it does wings. look bad. So it looks terrible. Whenever the demon, whenever a demon gets killed and gets descended, it's this fireball, this swirling fireball that That's goes down into the of. ground. That, it looks kind of goofy, but... Like, the fire effect wasn't terrible for that. It just looked like... It just looked stupid. It looked stupid. So and the, that's what I meant, was that most of the stuff, aside from, like, the gargoyle and a few other times, most of it is, is bad because it looks stupid, not because it looks especially bad special effects. Like, most of the demon effects looked fine in terms of the special... Like, the computer graph... For a movie yeah, like this. Yeah, but Obviously, but they was, weren't setting any records, but, like, when it would peel away and have the demon face underneath the human... That wasn't terrible special effects. It was mm -hmm. just goofy looking. But it looks stupid. It looks stupid. So whenever... Right. So the demons obviously look like people for most of it, but every once in a while, they'll show their true demon face. And whenever for that no happens... For no particular reason. For no reason. Just because, you know, they had they got some of the budget doled out at that point, so they were able... Left. What are we going to do? Yeah, so they were able to uh, get a computer graphic design artist in there to make a demon face. But whenever they went from people to demon, like, their, their people face would burn off yeah. and actual like ashes would come off of it and like there would be a demon face off. under it I'm like what are you telling me is happening are you telling me that they're regenerating a, a person face like actual tissue and it's stuff supposed after to be that? supernatural yeah. or something but it just it just it looked stupid right to me. and then obviously part of the visual look of the movie was what we already mentioned about how there's nobody in it everything seemed right. deserted just bizarre stuff like that. Yeah. There was a... I actually didn't mind most of the fighting. That was okay. They had some fairly decent choreography when he had like his sticks and stuff. But it wasn't anything that was super impressive or make, made up for anything. Yeah. And a lot of other aspects of those same scenes would usually kind of distract you from it. I kind of... I didn't always know what was going on right. with the fights. Visually. They were very muddled. So you're right. There was one decent fight that even had us cracking up because of a sound effect. <laughs> oh, yes, so good. <laughs> uh, but and that's the warehouse fight yeah, with the main demon. That fight itself was okay because it was the main demon dude, the best fighter. They, they versus, each had sticks, yeah. like collie sticks, and they were fighting. But then right. he, he got blasted <laughs> with the stick in the stomach. And he's like, ah. Oh. And then he goes to get up. So he jumps up. This is Frankenstein. Jumps up. And then he does this yell that sounds like he had already breathed out all his air for like 15 minutes. So it's kind of, he goes, Ah, and I was like, what? what? So we had to rewind it. Yeah. And it's seriously like if you breathe all your air out, like, and then you try to yell again, like, ah. <laughs> so it makes it worse because this yell is supposed to be kind of a battle cry. Like it wasn't he's supposed an injury. To... He jumps up and is doing an aggressive yell before he charges or whatever. And it's like, 
Uh, but it was just this horrible ADR work, and I can't believe they didn't like go. Uh, uh, can we do another another round of that yell, added, like, Aaron? T Rex yeah. roar or something. Roar. Right. right. So even the one decent fight uh. was, you know, we were just cracking up at it. The, so the fights are lousy. The well, the fights effects, with him were usually okay. Yeah. Any of the gargoyle stuff was goofy. Yeah. His particular stuff was fine. I, I mean, it wasn't impressive, but it mm-hmm. was fine. You know, whatever. Yeah, and the look of it is just this dank, dark empty vaguely european city and the gargoyles live in a castle so there's this huge castle in the middle of this city and are we supposed to believe that and nobody it, it, sees again this? it appears like there's approximately seven gargoyles in this yeah. place there's just not that many characters in this movie yeah also one part of the visuals is i always like to comment on the attractiveness of the cast I've already. I don't like Jai Courtney. His big. I just don't think there's anything in here one way or the other. Yeah. You know. I think they thought Aaron Eckhart was going to be better looking than he was. They very clearly were going for sexy Frankenstein. Right. There were a significant number of shirtless scenes, but Aaron Eckhart is like he's in really great shape, but he's in like old guy shape. (laughs) You know. Like, like he, Randy Couture selling you a fitness equipment or something? No, not even that level. It's more like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Uh, you know, to where you're like, this guy's fifty? Wow, nice yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Like if you were but not, you're gonna buy a calendar of Aaron Eckert. Yeah, if you were a fifty year old woman, you'd be happy. If well, your husband he was, was two hundred years old in the movie. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, like I dead. I'd be impressed if someone I knew who was in his mid to late forties, which Aaron Eckhart is, looked like that. But I didn't really want to see it on screen especially because they always had this kind of like dirty look to him where he's oh he's dressed like a fucking hobo i mean like physically he looked dirty yeah he looked dirty and he was wearing a hoodie with a trench coat over it so he looked like an actual homeless person and they really went overboard with the scars they're just crisscross all over his face totally random places as if he was put together from a hundred different aaron eckarts like it didn't it didn't look pieced together from different things it just looked like somebody took aaron eckart Ripped them apart, apart. Yeah, and yeah. sewed them back together. Yeah, it wasn't, in, yeah, they weren't strategically placed for any particular reason. And again, reason. Visual, visually speaking, he's way too small. He's he's not a small man in real life. He's six feet tall, but he needed to be like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, because they're always talking about how strong he is, and he's supposed, he's supposed to, be, to be this creature. He's supposed to be a monster. He's supposed to be Frankenstein's monster, and he's just, you know, a little bigger than average guy who's right. in good old guy shape. So I think the, the visuals... <laughs> TRT shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got some good HGH. Right. Eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> so the visuals were a total total dud i would say i think yeah for me the worst physical uh, the worst special effects were the gargoyles themselves yes they look terrible the rest of the f- the effects were bad because it was just bad looking choices not necessarily bad design the, the, yeah bad yeah. design choices but the special effects other than that weren't really terrible right no real note i didn't really notice any of the physical effects nothing noteworthy like you know if he has a cut and they have to stitch it up that looked fine any of the little explosions look not terrible whatever but yeah, I mean, this is a PG-13 movie, so there weren't, there wasn't much in the way of wounds or anything like that. I'm anyway. just saying the normal physical effects of yeah, that was fine. the movie. And the scientist lady is just, you know, she's pretty. She's a sort of generically pretty blonde lady. She didn't, definitely did not look like a world-class of electrophysiologist course, right. or something. And, uh... Would have, like, a mustache and be all fat, probably. Yeah, if for some reason she, even beyond just... Maybe she was a little too young, or I, I'm I'm not entirely sure. But. It just seemed like an odd choice for the role. She just yeah. the whole character though was shoehorned in, so it wasn't even necessarily her fault. They right. they really just forced this character in there to meet certain plot elements that they needed. They needed a lady. Yeah, they needed a lady, a pseudo love interest, but not really. They needed her to give googly eyes to his nice old man torso right. at some point, and that was that was all they really needed from her. Uh, so that, that'll help us transition into structure. Uh, what did you give structure? I gave also one and a half. I did one and a half also. So we yeah. are only half a point off. I was a little worried that you were going to rank it a lot more highly really? than me. Yeah, because you said something at the beginning about being surprised that it was a 3%. So I, I, I mean, guess I was like, like Just because oh, of the movies you, we've yeah. watched that have been in the 14s, 15s, 20s, yeah. and like this movie is 3%, like it's not good at yeah, all, it's but bad. It's, it's because you can't in good conscience recommend it to anybody. It's same with of, any of those other movies. True. It, it kind of doesn't have anything for anyone. It's, it's, just, right. it's just the worst. The thing that struck me about it was, and I think I also said this about Priest, 
but this couldn't have been any better, really. Except there for wasn't the visuals, any particular thing that they it, messed up. You it, would have had to tweak and just remake the whole movie. It was a bad idea mm -hmm. to try, because what it was trying Other to do... Other than beyond the idea of, let's take the mythos of Frankenstein and mix it with something else, you'd have to go that far back, basically, in the process and start from, again from there. Well, they basically were everything. trying to make Frankenstein a superhero. And Which, that's the idea that, yeah. okay, maybe you can make a good movie with that. You probably could, but I, that's such a vague, basic idea from this movie that everything else would have to be scrapped, really. Yeah, so I, I don't know how much of that is from the graphic novels or if the graphic novels were I'm just... I'm guessing it includes yeah. the demons and the gargoyles aspect of it, too. But. Right, but, you know, the structure is bad because you never really get a clear sense of... Uh, what well, there's this, a lot I can, that I wrote down about the structure. Yeah, like what the monster's powers are is like, does he, can he not really get hurt? You well, know, they you find out fairly quickly that for some reason he basically lives forever. Yeah. No explanation as to why that would be the case. Uh, the explanation they gave was he was the first of his kind, so he must last a long time, which is a right. complete non sequitur. Not, it doesn't make that any sense. Uh, what what like, do you mean? He was mean? born in Estonia, so obviously he has to live a long time. <laughs> right, just because he was the first means but he that, would last a long time? That's one of the things I wrote down is there was way too much narration in the beginning. They had to basically do five to ten minutes of narrated scenes yeah. to, ex to set the stage, to explain all the goofy stuff that they wanted to. They basically like opened up the novel and read the last few pages, mm -hmm. and then they closed that, and then they probably opened up the graphic novel and right. uh, and read a first few pages from that. So yeah, a lot of a lot of narration. Nothing is nothing is accomplished with character interactions or anything like that. It's just all it's all narration. Right. So and then plot wise, there were a bunch of weird mistakes so first of all one of the things i wrote down was about so the journal they find uh the dr frankenstein's journal on the body that apparently the creature had not even like basically frisked because it was this big book just stuck in his coat and he had just thrown him in the grave and didn't find it so the gargoyles found that and apparently explains everything about how he built him what his motivations were and so the creature adam he uh finds this later reads it Oh, he knows everything now, whatever. But then at that point, the demons want that because it explains how to create him and new bodies. But it's, he still is protecting the book. The demons don't know it exists. At this point, they did. Okay. They The demons found out it exists before or at the same time that Aaron Eckert did. Okay, yeah. But then they figure out so they can use the book, the but gargoyle. then he reads yeah. it. Okay, I know he'd want to read it, so he keeps it for that. But then why would, knowing that the demons wanted and could use it, why do you need it anymore? Absolutely. He prote keeps protecting the book at that point. It's like, why would you want to keep it intact? Why would the gargoyles have kept it intact? Because the, it, freaked right. the, it freaked the gargoyles out because they were like, it shows that not just God can create life now. So they thought it was actually like sacrilegious and, they and an abomination. Right. So instead of just destroying it like they should have, because they have no purpose for it, they put it in a vault where, of course, it can get stolen. So that stolen. was just a plot element. But then the other, throughout the whole movie, they're explaining to you that he doesn't have a soul, all this nonsense, because he was created by man, not by God. And that was the whole premise of the movie, is why the demons want him, is because he doesn't have a soul, so if they can build a bunch of soulless bodies, they can possess them. But that there's two things that, th that that's weird for us. First of all, if he didn't have a soul, they're always trying to get him and capture him. So if he didn't have a soul the entire movie, right. why didn't they possess him at any point? Which they say over and over that he right. doesn't have a soul the movie. And they need to, a, a soulless body to be able to possess it. So why yes. didn't they possess him anytime? And then at the end, they find out, oh, he does have a soul for no particular reason. You have no idea why. Uh, I'm smiling because I know why. Oh, you, did the director make a Wikipedia page? <laughs> it might have been the graphic novelist right. this time. Oh, you time. mean the extra? Yeah. <laughs> One of the extras the, wrote a, yeah. a Wikipedia page. You mean I'm the author? Yeah. Did he even get a writing credit or did they just make him extra henchman? Uh, <laughs> Anyways, uh, what does Wikipedia tell us story about it? He, he got a writing credit. And actually, Wait, did it, was it true love? One of the, gave him a soul? He's one of the highest billed actors because there's that only in his four contract. actors yeah. in it anyway. It's because... True love. True love. This blessed no. arrangement. It's because he grew his own soul because he learned, he learned to stop being selfish and he learned his purpose. Okay, as dumb as that is, you still should have explained it something in the no movie. No one said that. And it's in like, the ha, movie. ha, he really has Just, one. Yeah. <laughs> so then you're thinking, well, why don't these other bodies, which is another point that's funny because apparently Bill Nighy, who is Nibirius, is a demon, but he's also posing as this extremely successful businessman. Mm -hmm. And he's been collect. He's been planning to do this somehow for a long time. So he's been collecting corpses for centuries. He said, "Right." 
But that's ridiculous because the technology wasn't reanimating dead corpses. It was building a new body and then injecting life into it somehow. Yeah. So he has a bunch of hundred-year-old bodies sitting there. <laughs> just hanging. Just hanging just there, hanging not even everywhere. necessarily being preserved in any particular way. And if they were, it somehow ended up being the exact way that they needed to be preserved before they even knew how to do it. Yeah. And then... So they, he's like, okay, guess what? We figured out how to do it. Now we have thousands of bodies. And when they start the process, this little <laughs> emblem on the bodies lights up. It says reanimation three percent. It's like a Windows program. It's like they didn't even know how they were gonna do this. But they knew how to measure it and put a little yeah. dial on them that showed how much reanimated they Just, were. Like, what would a seventy-five percent reanimated body look like if you cut the process yeah, off? Yeah. How would you measure that? What, right. Yeah. What's what's the what's going on? It was such a bizarre choice that they didn't show that on a screen that the doctors had just created for the process or something. It was yeah. on these bodies. It was on every single every body. Every single century-old body that had been hanging there. And it wasn't the same time for every body, right? Well, that's not necessarily that weird, depending on what the process would be, that whatever. But well, they, they kept not really under, or using the same idea of whether they were reanimating or creating life. Because, of course, yeah. the idea is creating life. That's why he didn't have a soul. That's yeah. what the technology was, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But then uh, Bill Nighy, to get the girl doctor to work with him, kills her colleague and is like, you have to be able to bring him back now. So if you don't solve this, you can't bring him back. I'm like, they still won't be able to bring him back. They would just reanimate his body if nothing else. It would just be a soulless, a soulless body. Yeah. His body with a new life injected into it. Yeah. Who maybe could eventually grow a new soul, apparently. If or he become a demon. You or know? become a demon. <laughs> but he, you can't resurrect. Nothing in the movie suggested that they could resurrect someone and have them be themselves again. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're completely right. It wasn't good. The whole <laughs> right. the whole uh, the whole setup, plot, character motivations, nothing nothing about it was good. Very um and very I, I liked done. the I did like that Wikipedia had to tell me about the soul. Right. These, oh, and there was these movies, they tend this is the we've come across this multiple times to where something happens, you're like, I don't I don't know why that was, and then I go on Wikipedia and read it in the plot synopsis and like, did we miss somebody saying that are we just that bad I at mean, watching who movies? knows the way they edit these movies or the narrations you could cut out one little scene and the whole plot falls apart because yeah. they just interject something like that right there was also he finds out early in the movie by accident when he first accidentally kills a demon that you have to have nothing can kill the demons except something with the gargoyle symbol on it yeah but it can be literally anything. Like, you could paint the gargoyle symbol on a can of soup and smash him in the head with it, yeah. and they'll die. So that was kind of lame in my mind. Oh, incredibly lame. And it turns out that he kills the main bad guy. By literally by, drawing the symbol yeah, on his... Yeah, by scratching the symbol on his stomach, and then he, he just He cuts explodes. him a couple lines, doesn't hurt him. So then he cuts him a final line that that finishes the symbol, and then he explodes and kills all the other demons. Somehow. Eric was really, really rooting for hoping that he was going to cut the symbol on his knuckles and then punch, punch the him. guy to death. Yeah, punch him I'm to death. I'm a little disappointed fist. that that didn't happen. I thought I that totally would have been a pretty rad they idea. Were we both failed in this regard. So the way they show him, he makes a knife, he scratches a symbol in it, he makes a bat, they have the symbol on it. I knew at some point, I was like, I just know he's going to scratch it on some bullets and start blasting Oh, demon. yeah. Because that's all he had to do is blade style, like scratch the cross. It was just yeah. a, a cross with an extra arm or two. They really two. missed out on like that the, opportunity. It was like the yen symbol kind of, or the yuan symbol, sorry, that has, it's it's like a tree with three um, lines. I that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, it's a vertical line and then a few horizontal lines. It's a really, really simple symbol. You could absolutely and you just, just have to draw take a shitload of bullets. In fact, they just had yeah. water that was in a basin that included the symbol on the basin became toxic to the demons. <laughs> so yeah. it was really, really lame kind of. Yeah, mythology they really there. missed out on the opportunity to have fists of yeah. death. Yeah, yeah, fist uh, gargoyle fists punching, punching these Blasting guys. Blasting them open. Yeah. So I mean, overall, let me run through the scores again. I gave it a two, one, and one and a half for a total of four and a half. You gave it a two, two one point five, one point five for a total, total of five. five. All right, so that is a total of 9.5. Sure. Yeah, that's a it's a rockin' movie right there. Uh, overall, it wasn't... Not deserving of a 3%, I don't think. It wasn't a totally miserable experience. Because at least you are slightly engaged in what's going on, even though it's goofy. And we, and we kind of were like trying to guess what was going to happen next and got a certain amount of enjoyment from that. We got enjoyment. worthy parts. We got enjoyment from rewinding and listening to the... Uh. Ah. Ah. <laughs> His battle... <laughs> Frankenstein's battle cry. Ah. <laughs> like that of a newborn babe. Right, and mostly it was just... 
inoffensively boring, you know, eh, whatever. I'll, I'll watch Frankenstein battle some demons. I will say I get the feeling if I tried to sit down and watch this movie again, I'd be pissed. It'd I probably don't know. be really hard to sit through the I don't know time. that I could sit through another viewing of this. Because a lot of it is just not quite knowing and wanting to see what happens. Knowing what happens and that... You know, it doesn't really make sense, and right. it's kind of lame. It would be very hard to sit through. Yeah, again. and it's a tough movie to tell someone to watch just to see how bad it is because it's just so. I bet mediocre, it would be a good uh, riff tracks. Yeah, there's enough going on because the only movies that make terrible riff tracks are ones that don't have enough going on to even riff on. This had enough stuff going on, and enough of it was kind of goofy that it would be pretty easy to riff. Tra- I was, I sure. had made some. I remember making a couple of decent. Yeah, tracks. it was, <laughs> it was a, it, it was an okay movie to sit through. Moving on to our next flaccid Frankenstein flop mm-hmm. is <laughs> that's such a good yeah, Victor Frankenstein from 2015 with as I said before a whopping 24% on Rotten Tomatoes so so they're claiming to be somewhere in the neighborhood of three times as or eight times eight as good times eight as times as good yeah if 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 the scoring system on Rotten Tomatoes was accurate yeah Victor Frankenstein would be eight times as good a uh, quick synopsis of that one this is told from the perspective of Igor uh, it starts off with the Igor. The sort of hunchback. Yeah. <laughs> the, as it turns out, he's not actually a hunchback. Right. Hunchback. It starts off with him in a circus as the hunchback, an unnamed hunchback, who also doubles as a doctor because he's right. a genius. When they're not beating yeah. him and stuffing him in a cage, he fixes right. them all, they apparently. Are, they, are, they are comically abusive toward him, <laughs> right. although he's their doctor and one of the performers. It's never really explained why he would be treated any worse than any of the other circus freaks. Freak shows. Or uh, where he came from. Yeah, but this follows the theme of the entire movie. Every single character only exists to somehow torment Igor or Frankenstein. Right. So this is the, the, the so they start that right with the exception the of the girl. Right. Yeah. Except for the girl who only exists for you know to have no chemistry with it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little teaser for the <laughs> for the scores. Anyway, it starts off with the circus. I think we're going to be circus. a little different on this one, though. I think we'll be different on this one too. So we'll see. The last couple times I've said that we've gotten it, gotten it almost like hitting the nail on the head. But this one, I do think we're going to be a little bit different, and it makes me kind of want to change my score. Um, I think I'm going to regret my scoring on this. So okay. let's get through the synopsis, and then we'll see. Okay. Uh, starts off. Blah with blah he- blah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein. 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 Yeah. Uh, J- James McAvoy the first, spitting. End yeah. Of the, movie. the first few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, did they add that after? I was like, Why does or he did he spit just so like, much? Work he's up like, wait, really... they're like, action. He's like, wait, I don't have enough spit going. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Give me a few we more seconds. A... Wait, can we do another take on Does that have one? Any hard candy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get some vitamin need to be C. Frothing <laughs> yeah. mad in this scene. <laughs> give me some Alka Seltzer tablets. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> <laughs> literally frothing as he's speaking. It's foam pouring out of his mouth. <laughs> I didn't actually make a note of that, but with you saying it, it definitely. <laughs> and start. Starring James McAvoy's uh, saliva. Because I kept just being, oh, oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so first few minutes, uh, Igor, no, he doesn't have a name yet. He's the hunchback. They don't refer to him as anything. No, he is the hunchback in the circus. He's basically trapped there. He's imprisoned there, Even the nice people, like the woman, who apparently he had a good rapport with, had not thought to give him any Mm -hmm. sort of nickname. Yeah. And this, yeah, yeah, you would never do that to a person in real life. You'd even call it, them something. Even if it yeah. was a pejorative type nickname, it yeah. would still be a nickname. Even like, like hunchy, hey, shorty. Or hunchy yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah. So in this circus, everyone treats him horribly except this one acrobat, who is the girl that we have alluded to a couple of times. Uh, during one of the... During the performance one night, the acrobat girl falls off of her... Does her trapeze break? The or does rope she, breaks. The rope breaks and she falls. Since he is also the doctor... Uh, he shuffles over. He shuffles over. Uh, Frankenstein is in attendance there also as, as just like a circus goer. And since I guess he's a doctor as no, he well. He was there for some sort of... Remember he had that paw. He was there to collect animal parts Right, but ostensibly at this point in the movie, you think he's just... You he's just why. a patron. You don't know why he's there, yeah. yeah. So Igor, uh, the hunchback, and Frankenstein end up over this girl's body. She's not dead yet, but she's dying. And, not breathing. Yeah, and Igor saves her life. And Frankenstein is very impressed by this. With his medical knowledge. Yes. So he decides to break Igor, uh, the hunchback out of the captivity of this circus. So there's this long, pointless fight scene of them getting out of the circus. Like a chase scene. Right, chase scene. And then now the hunchback goes and lives with, with Frankenstein 
he gives him the name of his former roommate, which is Igor. So now he's like, oh, I have a name. I am Igor. And the movie is them sort of perfecting the experiments. I thought that was such a bizarre, creature. just why not just make the hunchback's name Igor? And yeah. that's how he meets him. It was a real weird yeah. kind of nonsensical choice. Completely to pointless. Not have a name. They just wanted it to seem more dramatic that right. he had like given him a new life. Because he's supposed to be like, oh, I don't live in the circus anymore. I've never not lived in the circus. And then, okay, you have a name. I have a name. I've never, never not had have a name. A name. <laughs> yeah, I've never not I'm not take had a, a name. take a shower. I've never taken a shower. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cut my hair. I've never cut my hair. These are all things that like he, he does. Except he only cuts a couple, like the split ends split off ends. his hair. So he gives himself a little a little trim up. And uh, well, this is after his miraculous five second chiropractic cure. of the hunch Where apparently the hunch was just a big fluid sack that was making him walk like hunched over right so he like slams him literally slams him against a pillar <laughs> to like crack his back sort of like in the best chiropractic adjustment since the dark knight rises yeah. where he's in the prison punch to the spine yeah. oh it's also one of the best movie screams ever <laughs> oh i really like that one. <laughs> it doesn't compare to the frankenstein scream not in I'm hilariousness sorry. right yeah it's got more body more depth yeah so anyway, like Eric says, he fixes his hunchbackedness because it's not a hunchback; it's actually an abscess. So he drains he the abscess. He die from a sepsis or something, right? Having from a eighteen years year of a abscess. twenty pound abscess on his back. Yeah. So he drains the abscess. He fixes his spine. So now he's five foot two, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> At in least all he's his, not hunchback. Yeah, in all of his glory. Uh, at least they kind of keep up that he doesn't really walk all that well. So there was a little bit of continuity. I almost like they just moved on from that. Like, okay, yeah. it's not a hunchback anymore. Just, right. just move on. Just yeah. deal with it. Just yeah, because you on. seemed like you were going to be bothered. When they showed how Daniel Radcliffe was walking as the hunchback, Eric was like, how's he going to keep this up the whole movie? I just thought about, it's, it was duck walking, basically. And yeah. I, I was thinking that that's incredibly difficult to do for more than a few steps as the actor right and i was like he's gonna do this for the whole movie it'd be painful yeah so most of the movie is these two creating a creature uh the girl comes back into their life because they end up at a ball together and now she doesn't work at the circus anymore she works in some sort of cabaret show she develops a relationship with igor frankenstein gets this rich dude as his benefactor slash patron. boss yeah patron maybe is a better word well it's after they they do an initial experiment where they s resurrect a dead ch or a reconstructed chimpanzee yeah this guy sees it realizes the potential of controlling resurrection technology or life technology so he starts funding his research yeah uh and throughout the course of this entire movie there is this detective <laughs> who is just he sort of, to me, he looked like, not character-wise reminded me, but he reminded me of the guy who plays Moriarty in the new... There's reason for that. Is it the same guy? It's because it's him. It's, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks taller for some reason. I guess it's just uh, it's he's, because he's sitting next to Daniel Radcliffe. Instead of uh, <laughs> instead of Benedict right. Cumberbatch, so he's yeah. at twelve inch difference. So it turns out at what five ten or something, he's a uh, uh, head and shoulders above yeah the main Even person McAvoy in this movie. Even McAvoy is not that tall. Yeah, I think McAvoy. I looked at IMDb says McAvoy is five seven, and he's oh. like half a head taller than Daniel Radcliffe. And every time he talks to him, he kind of like bends over to be on uh, face. Yeah, to be on face level yeah radcliffe's got to be five three or something yeah and the girl looks huge next to radcliffe she's so. probably wearing heels and stuff there's no reason to put her in heels though you never see her shoes it would be better to have her in yeah, flat maybe shoes. she's just five five and just a few inches taller than so him. imdb says she's five five it also says radcliffe is five five there is no way he's such a small man anyway so yeah moriarty is trying to catch Frankenstein this whole time because he has an obsession with the fact that Frankenstein is trying to create life. And that offends his delicate Catholic sensibilities, yeah, apparently. Yeah, or something. And uh, the movie ends with them at the rich guy's estate uh, bringing the, the humanoid creature to life. And the then, real Frankenstein's monster, not right. the chimpanzee. And then immediately killing it. And right, right. <laughs> I immediately regret this decision. Yeah. Kill the monster. Yeah, that, I felt bad for the monster. He didn't do anything. Yeah, the monster was just defending himself, man. Uh, so they immediately kill it, and then they go their separate ways. They both survive. They all three survive. Uh, and it ends with Frankenstein writing a letter to Igor saying, I'm going to need you to help me do this again. Take two, movie sequel. Right, so... Uh, Moving on to the ratings portion for this one, for acting, I think this might be the... I don't know. I might end up changing my scores on this one. Let's see. I gave it 
a 2.5. I gave it a 1.5. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So... I thought it suffered very greatly from... Again, the casting, I think, was terrible. Not necessarily in each individual role, but, like, across from each other, none of these people work. And I think it suffers from pretty significant overacting. Yes. On the part of McAvoy, Moriarty... What's that guy's name? Oh, shit. Whatever that actor is. The Moriarty actor. I'm just gonna call him Moriarty. I don't really like Daniel Radcliffe's acting in most things. Yeah, so... And the woman was, like, a block of wood, I think. I agree with you. McAvoy was massively overacting. But I felt like he had nothing to work with, and he was just desperately trying to make this character work. I do, but that doesn't mean it's excusable. Right, right. Uh, Spitting everywhere and everything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This one, I think I struggled the most with this score out of any of them. Because I was going to go between a two or a two and a half. And I kind of gave it the extra half because he was trying so goddamn hard. He Eric, was. Eric, he just wanted but us like to I believe said, him. But like I said, casting was a big part of it for me, too. Yeah. There was no chemistry between the girl and Zero. There was, yeah. very, I, there was very little chemistry between the supposed relationship between McAvoy and Harry Potter. Oh, they they Radcliffe. were su- they were supposed to have a very close Like, you gave friendship. me new life. Yeah. I feel indebted to you. You're not my servant. You're my partner. But it just didn't. It wasn't. And it waffled back and forth and not in a good way. So I I think what I struggled with was, was that the actor's fault or was that the writer's fault? I saw enough of goofy acting that Mm -hmm. I sort of just lowered the score. Because it's it's casting too. Yeah, so I think Daniel Radcliffe was poorly cast. I'm getting the feeling every time I see Daniel Radcliffe on screen that it could just be Elijah Wood and it would be better. Yeah, I don't. I don't think McAvoy was poorly cast. He was fine for that role. the The role of Moriarty's character, I don't think, should have existed. I don't necessarily think he was a bad character. actor. The character was just so fake that yeah. you sort of there was no way to do because it, it was a ridiculous character with ridiculous non motives. Yeah. So you there was no way to do it other than overacting. Yeah. Or it being weirdly bizarre. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think that was his fault. No, and I agree with you, and that's why. But the woman was wooden. That's Radcliffe why I str- was, yeah, yeah. That's why I struggled so much with this one because I was like, I think it's more the characterization. So you know what? I'm gonna stick with my two and a half. Yeah, I don't think that's a ridiculous I'm giving, rating. I'm giving them credit for trying so hard, especially McAvoy. He spit on everything. <laughs> I mean, he's just spitting what all over the place. What else can you do? He just wants us to believe this stupid, horribly written character. So I'm I'm giving him credit because I think he is a good actor. And Daniel Radcliffe, whatever. And yeah, you're right. The girl is nothing. Moriarty shouldn't even exist. The girl shouldn't have even existed. No, anyway. it was unnecessary too because it didn't really factor into anything. Yep. Other than the only reason the whole girl character was there was so that McAvoy could witness the medical prowess of the hunchback. Yeah. In the th- but they could have made that a non-character. He didn't have to be in love with this woman for that to have happened. It could have been any other person. It could have just been, yeah. The random trapeze girl falls. He goes and fixes her. Right. The love story accomplishes nothing. It shouldn't And it doesn't work. Yeah. So I think we've said enough about acting. I can't really blame you, but I'm going to keep my two and a half. So how did you feel about the visuals? I said two. I said two and a half. Because they were slightly beneath average overall but mostly it was again things that, that was just poor decisions not like the the hunchback i don't know in his it just a lot of it didn't play well but overall sets and stuff was decent i like the way they made the the monster look in the end he was pretty cool looking i yeah this one i mostly just don't have a lot to say about it right. so three is usually what i give stuff that I don't notice either way. I dropped this one down because Daniel Radcliffe is just so creepy looking and he's so small and he's weird when he smiles and his hair was ugly and it just kind of pissed me off more than anything. Uh, So I didn't like having him on screen. So I think he kind of took away the half point for me. Otherwise, I agree with everything that you're saying. The the creature effects slash character design is okay. Yeah, the way that the monster looked at the end was good the original creature that they did also which was like what what they call it was it? a chimpanzee but what do you call it what they they, call oh, they it called this, it herald or something uh homunculus oh yeah homunculus yeah this is a word that means a small human shape yeah character. i've heard you say that word before i just don't know what it is so well like they, i said they originally thought that before this movie probably took place but they originally thought that sperm were tiny humans they would implant in the woman and then grow to full size, and that was called a homunculus. <laughs> okay. Because they didn't have the idea of like a separate sperm and an egg or DNA, so it was just you're implanting a tiny person in the woman and it grows. Yeah. So then the term just became something to like small tribes of midgets or pygmies could sometimes be con- 
called homunculi or whatever. So that's what they called, or some sort of Cro-Magnon. That's what he called this. Basically, chimpanzee ape that he created. Okay. He yes. Called it a yeah, but it was from like a lot of different species. It wasn't mm-hmm. just. It was this really ugly, lumpy chimpanzee yeah, yeah, ape thing. Yeah, and that one looked fine. It looked better on the table when it was running around. The it looked, CG yeah. was a little goofy. Mm-hmm. Not terrible. Yeah. But not good looking. Overall, the visuals were not offensive, but no. they, they they were. I think most of the visual element that cost the points here was choices, not effects yeah you know what i mean they like had a lot slow of motion in that scene in the beginning in the circus well he would slide for no reason and they would just add a slow motion element you could tell they would come up with some effect or prop that they thought was really impactful visually and it just wouldn't be like the, the eyes in the tank and they're, oh and it's just not that and they kept good looking and they kept like superimposing drawing and an- anatomy drawings for on no, things as the guys study the corpse you'd be oh this bone here this heart Which, here. that was a little bit of a of a sherlock holdover mm-hmm. too but they do it a lot better in sherlock this one it was just he'd be looking at the girl laying on the ground and he'd be looking imagining at her like the yeah. broken collarbone through her skin kind and of it just kind of looked stupid and then sometimes they would put their names up on there well, so instead really of introducing himself that, and said Victor Frankenstein. Like he was, what's your name? He turned around and when he was about to speak, it just freeze framed and said, Victor Frankenstein. And he never actually said it. Yeah. So then we're sitting there going, so wait, wait, did he say it? Or do we know this now? And then he so does, does it. does Daniel Radcliffe know and who th- he is? And that's the type of stuff that I, that I gave it. It was too mm-hmm. stylized, too weird. Yeah. And the only reason they even came up with that x-ray vision is so that they could both do it on the girl and be like, did we just become best friends? Yeah. Like stepbrothers. Yeah. <laughs> like we just yeah. both x-ray visioned her problem. They did it a few more times throughout the movie. Right. Uh, but it was stupid every time. Mm-hmm. So I don't have anything else to say about visuals. That no. one was just so bland. Subpar, but yeah. not disastrous. Right. So the structure was the big one. Again, these bad movies. You know... A bad movie, I, I find myself over and over doing okay acting scores, kind of okay visual scores, and then just hitting it on the structure section. Right. Because Well, so much structure is a lot more broad than what it includes. Yeah, and it's easy to get a good actor to be in a bad movie. So then you have to give it a high acting score. Or at least middling, because they're just not going to do that bad of a job. Right. Whereas how the character's written, that structure, the dialogue is structure, yeah. the length of the scenes, the pacing, yeah. the editing, all that structure. So I actually hit this one with a one. I give it a one. Yeah. Because the characters, so much was wrong with it. Are horrible. The characters are horrible and basically nonsensical in yeah. a few ways. The character motivations are a complete mess. They're a disaster. They yeah. don't make. They don't even tell you most of the time, especially with. Or they have to tell you or because they have otherwise to it doesn't you. make right. any sense. They wouldn't be doing this. There's pacing is wonky. Yes, it was boring. I it just was boring. I wanted it, it was to very end. boring. Yeah, I, I was not happy with what was going on. Right, and and as we already bitched about, this detective character was. The worst decision. Unnecessary. Well, it was necessary sort of for the plot that they came up with, but it was a totally terrible way of doing it. They could have They could have just as easily made the character be chasing him because of the missing roommate. Yeah. And not because he was clutching his rosary beads thinking about... Because, I mean, the idea that he thinks that this guy is... No one even knew. How did the this detective even know that he was trying to create life? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. No because one even knew what he was somehow, doing. Somehow, let's let's back up and explain this detective's he motivations. He shows up fairly early. He does. He shows up immediately. So what happens when when Frankenstein breaks Igor out of the circus at the very beginning? Mm-hmm. One of the circus members gets killed in that process. So they're investigating so, this. Yes. Murder. So the detective is coming in and trying and investigating this murder and. As he's investigating it, he's like thinking about a different case that he's working on. Well, he's describing about- exactly what happened. He's like, it appears that they were abusing this this hunchback character, and this guy sees him and breaks him out. And in the process, probably self defense, the guy gets killed. And yeah, you're like wow, manslaughter like, at worst. Yeah, and he's like, no, we're gonna arrest this guy. Yeah, and he's like, why? He's like, because of other horrible sin. Or I don't know what. He no, no, because he goes back to his office and he starts talking about like I've been following this guy because he's stealing animal parts, and I right. think he's trying to create life when he's shouldn't right now whoa wait, what and so that's the reason this detective is obsessed with finding him because he thinks he's creating life so the guy's not even stealing people parts he's stealing An- animal parts right i have a hard time Which, first believing- of all is a dumb thing to begin with how hard would it be to get free animal part you could just go hunting back then go to a fucking it, butcher like store I mean, you, you yeah. don't have money or which it appeared that he had money he was a yeah. doctor's son he was getting some sort of he was giving igor money it would not be hard to get animal parts no, dogs anything not at all. you know what i mean and i was kind of i was kind of frustrated because i was like you could have taken this detective and kept him in the movie and he was just during this period of time in real history 
There were something called resurrection men who would rob graves graves to get human body parts to sell to medical schools. And there actually were a couple of resurrection men around this time who, instead of robbing graves, they started killing people. Because fresh bodies get, were worth more. Yeah, so, that's, so what I'm saying, that's a real thing. The, the guy's name were uh, Burke and Hare, and he could have been, he could easily been like, tracking this exactly, type of crime. Yes, it was exactly during this time frame. They could have made him think that Frankenstein was doing that to someone else. And like they could have fitted in and had a character that made sense and a reason that he was tracking roommate, it. Or the missing roommate or any of that other stuff. Right, right. So, but instead... They made this detective an actual like lunatic, and well, over like a, the course, a religious zealot yeah, who is and, just refuses to allow or accept that this guy's experimenting with trying to create life. And over the course of the movie, the the people that work with the detective actually come to the same conclusion that we're saying. But honestly, it's too little, too late as far right. as saving the movie and saving the character is concerned, because. He, he's already annoyed us throughout the whole movie, and we've already been wondering why he's doing this, that once the people around him realize that he's kind of crazy, it's too late. I'm already pissed off. I already right. just it want this guy even, off screen. First of all, they don't give any good motivation for why he feels as strongly about it. And yeah. even if they did, like the like we just said, the, how he even knows that that's what he's attempting to do doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. You would never think that with some, some guys just stealing animal parts or even human parts you right. would never suspect that this person's trying to they're, resurrect bodies they're putting together a creature to create to life, create life. What are you i've talking? got it yeah what doesn't make any sense where would you get that idea even yeah so that character was horrible the, the whole plot obviously with the hunchback and the circus and being because most freak shows in this time period and freak show acts would actually make a lot of money they weren't yeah. being caged and beaten like Siamese twins and things would go to the circus and become fairly wealthy most of the time the yeah. circus performers wouldn't just beat first of all it's not it wasn't legal to just have some guy in a cage and beat him yeah not to say that that makes it means it's impossible but it just doesn't make any sense the whole act of him being fixed in five minutes is stupid why even make him a hunchback right you know that doesn't make any sense yeah and um and then all the, of it was done. the rich benefactor who eventually funds their funds their operation so that they can make a humanoid monster instead of a chimpanzee monster. That guy had no reason for doing anything, right. and turned out he was evil anyway like and was gonna villain. and was gonna kill both of them. Afterwards. I mean, I, I understand he sees this potentially valuable technology and wants to own it. That makes sense. But, but deciding to kill Radcliffe for no particular reason, right? Yeah, and you could just be a runaway. Who you're going to tell? No one's going to believe you. And then he said he was going to kill Frankenstein after he created the For monster. No particular He's reason. Like, you wouldn't keep him around to create more monsters. Well, I mean, it would have been much more realistic because Frankenstein was so so focused solely on getting this to happen yeah. that he could have made him sign all these things that he wasn't paying attention to and now he owns the technology no matter what he creates right. something like that like a shrewd but heartless businessman but to make him all of a sudden he's willing to he's just this med student this rich kid yeah. med student who's all of a sudden like a James Bond villain yeah. for no reason yeah it doesn't make any sense and then the girl has no effect on anything so right. she might as well not exist after they save her life except that uh, she and Daniel Radcliffe fuck, and he looks really happy afterwards. Yeah, he literally there's a scene of him walking yeah. on the street like, I just had sex, <laughs> and it felt so good. Yeah. So that, I, so I guess there was a little bit of com unintentional comedy there. Right. And um, Not quite as good as the, ah, from uh, I, Frankenstein, but right. pretty funny. Yeah. When the creature, the final creature gets animated... This whole movie, Frankenstein himself, this is his obsession, right? He almost literally is like, ah, damn, this guy's yeah. eyes are like sort of soulless. I changed my mind. Yeah. This is a mistake. And he didn't do that Even with the ugly monkey creature. With the ugly monkey, which was much more grotesque. And also, about five minutes before this happened, Daniel Radcliffe let him know the Draco Malfoy type character guy, yeah. the blonde student, whatever, who's a bad guy was going to kill him afterwards and he was like I don't care I don't care yeah. I will have changed the history my name will not be forgotten like that's all I care yeah. about and then he he sees the creature and is like goes to touch it and just stares at him he's like well fuck this isn't what I <laughs> yeah. thought it would be when? it's like a millennial Frankenstein yeah. this isn't what I thought it would be yeah. this didn't turn out like this I thought <laughs> and so Redo. then he and Igor fight this thing for a few it. minutes for no reason yeah they kill it it's, it's just, just standing it's there it's like standing there and Moriarty the detective shoots it so then it goes on a rampage, and then they kill it. And yeah, Eric's right. I felt bad for the thing. It, right. There was no reason was to have shot for it. Him. Yeah, there was no reason to have shot it in the first place. I don't give a shit about any of these characters. He could no, have murdered No, it wasn't Draco every... who shot it. It was the detective. No, was... detective. I said it was... Oh, uh... oh and we, you also forgot Did to I mention... Did I say Malfoy? I meant uh, yeah, Moriarty. Moriarty. Yeah. You forgot to mention also that when the... The guy had been fired from the force. He shows up at this, this estate <laughs> at the same time that Radcliffe does 
to stop it. He's there to help him. He's yeah. there to stop it. And he has an eye patch on for and no reason. This was never set up. And it was so quick and like non sequitur that we both kind of looked at each other and said, "Did he? Was he just wearing an eye patch <laughs> yeah. for some reason?" And then we were like, "Well, we'll see." The next time it shows him, he wasn't wearing an eye patch. But his eye was all fucked up. And then up. we were like, "Oh, maybe he wait. His eye is fucked up." And it's totally out of nowhere. It didn't make any sense. Right. So they totally missed. A, they totally Edited cut a scene, a scene or even multiple scenes where he takes the patch off and explains why his eyes fucked up right or it just doesn't make any sense just, so much nonsensical yeah, this, stuff this script was a total mess a, uh, i think this is the, i think this is the first one of the movies we've watched that i was like specifically could tell it was the script itself that just i mean all, a lot of them like Ender's game and stuff you can all those scripts are garbage yeah, but yeah i guess but the, the characters in this one were just horrible just i it's a, it, there yeah. was just nothing here that you could fix again there was nothing to right. do with this movie that you could make it better yeah. i think it doesn't help either that i'm not at all interested in the frankenstein myth it's just well they took that they took yeah. the most interesting parts of it which is the creatures themselves they had the one little creature with the the chimpanzee, they had the monster at the end, which was cool. But beyond that, it was a study of the characters, but the characters were boring and nonsensical. And unlikable. And that was the movie. Yeah. They were unsensical, nonsensical. You couldn't relate to them. You couldn't relate to them. They didn't, it didn't you make... couldn't root for them. And that was the movie, though. Yeah. And so it made it incredibly boring. Yeah, it was kind of tough to get. It wasn't It wasn't horrible to get through, but right. I was actively looking forward to the end. Just to, yeah, this is not Whereas, gonna... like, with I, Frankenstein, I went, okay, this movie sucks. There but... was a part, and I, I think I asked you how much was left in the movie, because if you had uh, could tell, because at the rate we were going, they weren't even going to have another creature. I thought yeah. maybe this movie would end, and there never would be a Frankenstein's monster. It would just, uh, this is stupid. Yeah, at one point, Eric was just like, I don't think this is going to have a monster in it. <laughs> right, and I don't I think went, they're even going to And then have... we were like, oh, it'll show up at the very end, I think. But I thought it might even be just like the eye opens, and that's the end of the movie kind of thing. Yeah, I was kind of... And I it was... wasn't much more than that. They had yeah. one little fight where they killed the poor thing. But <laughs> Yeah, the poor thing. Oh, bless his heart. They killed the poor oh, thing. Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> so run through your scores. I did two and a half, two and a half, and one. I gave one and a half, two, and one. So that's three, Part of the acting 5. thing was I wanted this, I needed this to be rated lower than I Frankenstein because it was worse overall, and I didn't know where else to take it from because one is already super low for structure. The visuals are two. They weren't really that bad visually, so I had to take a little bit more away from acting than I probably would have because maybe maybe structure should have been one five. So I'm happy with my overall score for the movie. I think I was a little harsh on acting. Maybe I should have been harsher on structure and given it a point five. I don't know. I mean, I struggle with this. Because that's why it was bad. With these, with these rating systems, uh, I mean, obviously, they're subjective. These are not... Of course. Uh, they, they can't be. And this one, I would say, I thought it was still a better movie than I, Frankenstein. I didn't. The look of I, mean, I Frankenstein... I, Frankenstein looked like movie. a sci-fi movie. Like a sci-fi original right. movie. So I had to give that one really low scores. I will really say it was more... I, I mean, I ranked this one lower than that one just because mm -hmm. overall experience, I would rather watch it again if I had to pick one of these. I'd recommend it before the other one if I had to recommend one. I guess. You know what I mean? The overall experience was... I was wait, I was not waiting for that movie to be over like, oh, like I was with Victor yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah, maybe maybe I screwed up the scoring on this one. Uh, I think no, there's this no is, reason. I think this is the first time... That we both at least haven't given the same movie a, a higher winner score. or lower. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's true. Even in all that we've had, our scores be different. The same movie has always been higher than the other. Yeah. With the exception of this time. Yeah. So it means it, it's probably time I to really... never talk to each other again. <laughs> or come up with a new rating system. Right. How about that? Start over. No, I like I said, I I think this one was the most I had struggled with a movie so far with the ratings. Well, like I said, it was one of those where. If you just wrote down what you thought about acting, visuals, and structure, you get a number that seems too high. It seems terrible. too high. Yeah. So then I just had to take, because you're like, it doesn't deserve that high of a number. Yeah. Even though I can't tell exactly where that should be coming from. And that's sort of why I just, just like fucking a lower acting a little bit and right. make sure structure's low. But maybe sure. structure should have been 0.5. Yeah. Because that's why structure is the most all-encompassing. So when a movie is just inexplicably bad, that's probably where it should come from. Yeah. But yeah. regardless, I think my total score is, is solid. So I already ran through your scores. Mine was... Uh, Two and a half, two and a half, and one. So I gave it a six. So overall, ten and a half compared to nine and a half for I Frankenstein. So me giving it the extra boost for James McAvoy just trying so gosh darn hard. Made it win. Yeah, the, all the spitting, I guess, just yeah. did it for me. But now I, I feel bad. I feel like I uh, 
I will say, going into this... It is a more well-made movie. Yes. So that in that case, it, you could say it deserved to win. In yes. terms of watching it, it's not as... For me, it wasn't as enjoyable, but that's more subjective. Yeah. But anyway, it... it, it I will say... Sub, it subverted my expectations. This is the first time that I... Well, not the first time, but I thought Victor Frankenstein was going to be significantly better than I, Frankenstein. I will say that they and were it's, trying... it's debatable. It is legitimately debatable. Yeah, they were trying to do something newer and... It, like, I, Frankenstein was just a straightforward, like you said, sci-fi level sort of action movie trying to be like that. It was like... Yeah. The other movie was at least trying something new, trying to come up with a new idea, kind of a unique way of doing things. And every so once in a while, I would get a, Every once work. in a while, I would get a flash of that. Like, usually through... McAvoy's portrayal. I would right. get a flash of what they were trying to do, or I would get a flash of the relationship they were trying to set up. And I was like, maybe, maybe if you just completely started over with this script, you could have gotten mm -hmm. it. But they, they tried a lot of different things and it came together to be a complete mess. So it, it really is legitimately debatable whether Victor Frankenstein is better than I, Frankenstein, uh, regardless Depends of the Depends on what you score. find yeah. most objectionable about bad movies. True. If, if you, if the, bore, for me, the boringness will kill it so hard. Yeah. So for me, it was a slower paced, less action, less stuff happening. So that made it the worst movie, even though overall, in terms of most actual metrics for what would people would consider a good movie, it's probably slightly better than I Frankenstein. But it was for yeah, me, it was I think that's for me what, it was slightly more difficult to watch. And I think that's what made the decision for me. So yeah. anyway, I think we've talked these two movies to death, so we can <laughs> we can call it quits for the week. But if you want to get in contact with us, our email address is faintpraisepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and hopefully you will join us next week. See you guys.